I'm woke and I know things. This is your host, Conspiracy Kyle. Welcome to a conspiracy in the North. Conspiracy in the North. I'm your host, Conspiracy Kyle. If you haven't already, please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps the show greatly, and your support is much appreciated. On this inaugural episode, I will keep things relatively spoiler-free and talk in broad terms about what I enjoy about the Game of Thrones TV series and some high-level themes that it covers. I will talk about some Season 1 events, so just an FYI. On future episodes, I will dive more specifically into the events occurring in the TV series and what parallels we can draw between these conspiracies, political events, and other events occurring in our world. I'll start from the beginning with several episodes on Season 1, then Season 2, etc. Since the series just ended last year in 2019, I will try to be sensitive to those that want to listen to my content but have not yet completed the series. To that end, I will be splitting future episodes in half, with the first half containing only information specific to the current season I'm covering, and the second half containing spoilers for the entire catalog of episodes from beginning to end. As this is a new adventure I'm embarking on, I'm open to suggestions about topics, show format, etc. So please do reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at conspiracy underscore Kyle, and that's conspiracy with a K. It sounds cool that way. Cool with a K. And anyways, uh, let's uh, get into it. A little bit about me. I didn't start watching Game of Thrones until about five years ago, so I've had a lot of catching up to do. I binged it for several months and caught up in time for the last two episodes of season six, which were mind-blowing and amazing episodes, some of my favorites. I then watched through season seven live with everyone else, which, as anyone who has binged the show before knows, is kind of hard to watch when you have to wait in between weeks for a show you really love. But anyways, that's where I was. After season seven ended, I was able to convince my wife to start watching it with me, so we started from the beginning. Since there was ample time before season eight, we were able to watch the entire series up to that point and then watch season eight live together, which was pretty cool and fun to do together. I've also started reading through the novels. I'm currently part of the way through book two. One quick show note, I will say that I have no desire at all to spend time on this podcast discussing differences between the novels and the show. I personally don't find any value in that kind of conversation. You know, the novels are what they are and the show is what they is. So let's just leave it at that. Now, what I love about the show. What I love most about the show is its ability to shock and surprise as well as the great world building elements. If you know anything about me, you'll know that I love Star Wars, another great world-building franchise. With such a large, sprawling landscape, you're introduced to all different kinds of characters throughout the series, and they all have disparate goals and objectives, and I think this helps keep the show fresh and interesting. 
Regarding the shocks and surprises along the way, I won't spoil anything, but I love how the show throws curveballs at you at random points throughout the season. This aspect sets Game of Thrones above your traditional drama-slash-adventure shows like The Walking Dead, where really the only important things that you're going to see are during the season premiere or the season finale. Not here. All carnage, all the time. Anyways, with the full picture of the series now in my mind, I've decided to go back and start from the beginning and do a full rewatch. So this will be my third time watching seasons one through seven and my second time watching season eight for those of you keeping track at home. If you are keeping track at home, why? And you need to reevaluate your life. This rewatch will be done with a more critical lens that I've viewed Game of Thrones with in the past. Over the past year, my mind has been awakened to a lot of the terrible things going on in our world, conspiracy theories, and the ideological manipulation that is present in the media that we currently consume. Now when I watch shows and movies, I'm looking for little hints or suggestions the creators are sprinkling in throughout that may have a deeper meaning that you wouldn't notice on first glance. So with that being said, let's talk on this episode about the title of the series itself, Game of Thrones. What does this mean? What is it intended to represent? Game of Thrones is the name of the first novel by creator George R.R. Martin, and the word thrones is an intentionally plural word. There is more than one throne. As you hear throughout the series, it's called the Seven Kingdoms. This isn't a spoiler, but you do find out that there are many different geographical locations with a ruler, whether it be a king, a lord, otherwise. And you find out that they all have different goals and objectives. It kind of reminds me of when I used to play the board game Risk with my dad and brother growing up. You know, you have various pieces on various continents, and you attempt to achieve domination by strategically attacking or defending. Spoiler alert, the key to winning Risk is to conquer Australia first. My dad always did it, and my dad always won, but I'm not bitter about it, and I don't care one way or the other, so whatever, that's cool. There's a great quote from Queen Cersei in Season 1. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. That sounds like a subtle threat to me. You know, the stakes are high. There's no room for error when you play this political game. Whether it's choosing sides in a war or conflict, or being the one with the bloodlust for the throne itself, there's a binary outcome. Win or lose. Win or die. The meaning of the title Game of Thrones on the surface does appear to be pretty straightforward. However, this title is what you could call a red herring. For those of you who aren't familiar with the term red herring, per Webster's Dictionary, a red herring is, quote, something that distracts from the real issue, end quote. And what is the real issue, you ask? Well, the real issue is what you see in the first several minutes of the first episode, the others beyond the wall, or as they are commonly referred to, the White Walkers. These ghastly creatures lie on the periphery of the series, both geographically and metaphorically, as a great threat that needs to be taken into consideration. While not much is known about these beings in season one, we as viewers know that they exist, and other characters know that they exist, but however, this threat is not taken seriously. You could almost equate this to aliens in our world, where many people have claimed to have seen aliens and have been abducted by them, but to the vast majority of people, these individuals are viewed as nut jobs, crazy people. In episode one, there's a Night Watch deserter who escaped a White Walker attack, 
and tried to warn people about what he had seen. However, he was put to death anyways for deserting his post, was not giving any leniency, and his claims were not thoroughly vetted. So it's kind of ironic to think, well, all the kingdoms are squabbling amongst, amongst themselves for greater power, glory, and wealth, that there is a greater enemy out there than the humans themselves. Let's think about our current political climate here in the U.S. We have two major political parties going back and forth and arguing and fighting, but in the background, communistic and globalist ideologies are slowly creeping in, which have the ability to have an even more devastating effect on the world than any one political leader being elected or removed from office. Creator George R.R. Martin has talked in the past about how he intended the White Walkers to be representative of climate change. While I honestly don't agree with the overall premise of climate change in our world, in the Westeros world, this is kind of an on-the-nose description of what the White Walkers bring. A never-ending winner. Literally a permanent climate change. And let me clarify what I mean by not um, believing in climate change in our world. Truly, there is climate change. Climate change is all the time. It has changed all the time through history. I don't believe that it should be politicized or there should be a tax put on it because you can't tax the weather. To me, that doesn't make sense. But anyways, in Game of Thrones, winter is coming. In a New York Times article, George R. R. Martin said, quote, There is, in a very broad sense, a certain parallel there. The people of Westeros are fighting their individual battles over power and status and wealth. And those are so distracting that they're ignoring the threat of winter is coming, which has the potential to destroy all of them and to destroy their world. And there's a great parallel there too, I think, with what I see the planet is doing here, where we're fighting our own battles. We're fighting over issues, important issues, mind you, foreign policy, domestic policy, civil rights, social responsibility, social justice, all these things are important. But while we're tearing ourselves apart over and expending so much energy, there exists the threat of climate change, which to my mind is conclusively proved by most of the data in 99.9% .9 of the scientific community. And it really has the potential to destroy our world. And we're ignoring that while we worry about the next election and issues that people are so concerned about, like jobs. Jobs are a very important idea, of course. All these things are important issues, but none of them are important if we are dead and our cities are under the ocean. So really, climate change should be the number one priority for any politician who's capable of looking past the next election. But unfortunately, there are only a handful of those. We spend 10 times as much energy and thought and debate in the media discussing whether or not NFL players should stand for the national anthem than this threat that's going to destroy our world. End quote. While I honestly differ from George in many of his areas politically, I do understand the larger point he's trying to make here. We waste time on things that may not matter in 10 years versus what is really important right now. I would personally replace climate change with, you know, the Illuminati families, the cabals, and the global elite. We should be spending more of our time focusing on the threat of how they should be removed as they have the potential to impact our lives more than social media and distractions that we discuss on Facebook and Twitter. And in our world, they are the ones pulling the strings to get us to have all these fights and internal turmoil. It's about division. I saw a great post on Instagram earlier today. It was a giant chessboard with one side being a demonic-looking hand and the other side being an angelic-looking hand. 
both moving pieces around the board, and the caption read, We are all being played. Divide and conquer. If they keep us fighting with each other, we will never fight the true enemy, the establishment. The picture goes on to reference the divide and conquer mechanisms by skin color, by nationality, by sexual identity, religion, language, profession, class, social customs, and political identities. This is no different in our world than in the Game of Thrones universe. Everything is a distraction from a larger threat. And we all, myself included, continue to let ourselves be used as pawns and moved around the chessboard, thinking we're in the right or that we've made a real stand against the enemy. But no, wrong. They're playing 4D chess, and we're playing checkers. Thank you for tuning in to episode one of Conspiracy in the North. On the next episode, we will dive into the pilot episode from season one and discuss some of the major plot points, characters, and parallels to our world. Winter is coming. <laughs>